Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park February 26th, 2020, this is the Wrestling Inc. podcast, AEW Dynamite, the go-home show before Revolution. We had NXT tonight, Bianca Belair versus Charlotte Flair in the main event. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. And uh, yeah, man, for a big go-home show, uh, for a big pay-per-view, what did you think tonight of Dynamite, Matt? Fantastic. Almost felt by comparison like NXT sort of... Gave up a little bit, did it not? Except the main event. Main event was good. Uh, I have some opinions about that. I feel like... uh, Okay, Matt, I have to see. Should should Bianca have won? Should Bianca beat Charlotte? Definitely. Absolutely. I don't know why they did that. And I went back and I watched her match again after we spoke about it on here. Yeah. You thought Bianca should have gotten more offense in versus... uh, What's her name at the last pay-per-view? Against Rhea, and I did watch it back, and she did get good offense in. Um, but again, they could have protected her in that match, not by having a, a, a no finish, you know. Yeah, something. I mean, right? Rhea could have interfered tonight. Um, although I will say, Bianca, if Bianca had won, Justin, tell me what you think of this. I think it would have kept us guessing, even if Bianca wasn't added to the match at Mania, it would have kept us guessing was Charlotte win or Rhea win because it would make Charlotte look a little more vulnerable. Charlotte going over tonight, you have to be kind of cynical and go, they're not really going to put the NXT Women's Championship on her in Mania, are they? Um, if they? If she is the established dominant force. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly Charlotte can suffer a loss and she's still Charlotte Flair. Um, you know, I, obviously they've just decided, and obviously because it's on WrestleMania, Vince is going to have a say in this, that Bianca's only beating Charlotte if we're putting her in WrestleMania, and if they obviously they're not, Vince is not going to want to see Charlotte take any loss until we get to Mania. Um, yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, maybe it's because Charlotte was in a triple threat last year. Maybe it's because I, I feel don't like- care what Charlotte was in last year. This this match could do so much for all three women, including Charlotte. Because I, I, now, now you're taking Charlotte Flair, Justin, and at such a young age, such an early uh, – she's not been doing this that long. Uh, to, to be able to take two talents – and get them over on the main stage at WrestleMania as WrestleMania moment um, performers, if you will. That is hard. I, the 99% of the guys on that roster can't do that. Only a few like AJ Styles can do that. Daniel Bryan can do that. Orton could do that. There's only a few. And I'm saying Charlotte already could do the same damn thing. And I don't know. I'm pissed off how they did this with her. Ryan well, W., with, I'm sorry, with the super chat saying, "Longtime listener, usually can't watch you guys live, so here is some love for over the years. Awesome work." P.S. Bianca was robbed. There we go, Ryan W. 
Justin, your thoughts? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I don't disagree with what Matt's saying. But, yeah, I mean, potentially you could have two talents uh, get the rub and get put over in Rhea and Bianca about being in a Mania um, match with Charlotte. I, I, I can only I can only one figure that they that they are intending to put a whole all that stock all that attention to rub on Rhea and that hopefully something is waiting for Bianca right after it and that uh, she doesn't all of a sudden fall to the but, back of the line. But it hurts Bianca. She was white yeah. hot. Don't put Bianca in this situation. If you're not going to put her in a three way, then fine. Continue to feed her talents that she just guts in a matter of seconds and just jobs them out in a few seconds then. And then yep. when you're done with Mania, then Bianca's on deck, and it's her turn next. You know, don't do this crap where you tease us that she's going to be the next uh, Rhea Ripley as far as being white hot and get this attention, and then pull it away from us. It's not a good carpet yank. Sometimes carpet yanks are good, right? They get us to emotionally invest and yank it on us. Ha-ha, we got you. Sometimes it's good. This isn't one of them where that's a good thing. And in a day and age, and it shouldn't matter the race. I, I get that it shouldn't. But in a day and age in which, you know, WWE still, especially African-American female talents, okay, have an opportunity to make another one, another another huge African-American star. You don't, you know, I know it shouldn't matter color skin, I get that. But still, this this girl is so much bigger than all that. She transcends all of that. Yeah. And, and, and on top of it, you have that as well. I just don't get why you don't go this direction. She, it's not a favor. It's not like you have, it's a charity case. It's not like she's okay, but for some reason the company loves her. No, she's awesome. Her promos are fire. Her work is fire. Her offense is different. And the fans, most important fact of everything I'm saying tonight, love her. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, almost wonder, I mean, Justin, do you think – Maybe there's a rematch on SmackDown in the coming weeks. They do something. I mean, you can't rule it out. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you can't rule it out because of the crossover they're they're having with NXT Raw and SmackDown with this. But yeah, like Matt's saying here, I, I, what then? I mean, what, I mean, are we turning into a best of three where Bianca wins the next one and then, you know, I, I don't know. I I, I kind of think if they were going to insert Bianca, they would have done they it. They would have. I agree. I mean, know. this is two times now. I'll tell you this though: the best compliment I can give Bianca Belair. I mean, she's still continually getting better with her with her actual moves, her actual her she actual is. execution. That's what's scary. But the best thing about her is the stuff she does in between the moves. Yeah, that's the hardest thing, PS, as a wrestler to do. That took me years. It took me like my third year in TNA, by the way. So that's three years or four years of WWE. Three years of TNA. That's like six, seven years. It took me to forget who the blueprint was in between the moves. Mm-hmm. She is that good. Yeah. I don't get it, man. Uh, we've got time. Maybe the Elimination Chamber, they do something. Uh, but I you, think... You know, in wrestling, when you say we, we're the same, you know, you don't want to show your ass. Uh, yeah. They've done this to her twice now. And on NXT, NXT's 10th anniversary, Charlotte coming back to be in the main event is such a big deal. Charlotte didn't need that win tonight, especially in front of the NXT crowd. They did this backwards. This is what should have happened. Yeah. She should have went over on Rhea. I'm being serious. Yeah. And then have a breakup of um, a no finish with uh, 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 Rhea trying to get her revenge on her tonight. And oh, yeah. You know, and, and now you set up that three-way. Uh, Keith Robinson with the super chat saying the fact that Rhea waited to finish her yes. entrance to do a run in tonight yes. is weird. Um, <sighs> Keith I, is so right. When when she came out and she waited till the music hit to a certain point so she could do her big stomp, 
I'm like, what are you doing? You've obviously came out here to save your fellow NXT person and Bianca from getting her ankle destroyed. Get the F in the ring and get Charlotte out. <laughs> or why didn't Charlotte cause the DQ? Why didn't Charlotte go for the chair earlier? Because um, Charlotte, again, didn't need the win tonight. I don't know. And here's why I'm pissed about this when we're talking about it first. This is Bianca and Rhea are arguably the two biggest stars in NXT. Two of the biggest stars in all of wrestling right now, certainly in the WWE side. The hottest. The hottest. And yeah. they're screwing this up. They are. They are. And they're doing it with Rhea as well. They were with the promos there for a while. Yeah. They're starting to screw her up too a little bit, which I don't like because I love Rhea too. I don't get it. So we'll have more. We're going to we're gonna stew on this a bit. We're going to talk about AEW Dynamite. We're going to come back. Stew on this. What yeah. if? Stew on this. If they're trying to give some NXT some prominence and they're in the battle on Wednesday nights. What if Charlotte wins the NXT World Title? What's the That's reaction? What I'm afraid of. I can see that. I definitely yeah. can see that. Stew on that. It's gonna be like uh, it's gonna be worse than Oscar and Shayna combined. Do you think they're ever gonna take it off of her if they make her the NXT Women's Champ again? Stew, Glenn. Stew. I, I shall stew. Let's talk about Dynamite. The opening match tonight. Manic Hispanic 16 with the $2 super chat saying the pay-per-view AEW revolution is going to be 10 out of 10. The Iron Man match tonight that opened the show was God tier AEW. Um, what does that mean? God tier. God tier. It's like uh weapons in video games, like S tier, you know, there's uh, the, like the BFG. Remember in, in uh, doom back in the day, like you had got like the mega, the mega power. Yes. I'll just pretend I do, but yeah, you don't, you never played doom back in the day or uh, quake. Nope, dude, I'm playing friggin' Call of Duties and those types of games. Okay, but there's the god-tier weapons, right? Like, with the most sought-after weapon, the one that does the most damage, fastest reload. Yeah, I mean, that's how I always take it to mean as a gaming thing. But, uh, no, look, this opening match tonight, Pack versus Kenny Crazy. Omega. Crazy. I mean, and this is where I, this is where I felt like at the beginning, I mean, just... How do you counter program this NXT? How do you turn the channel? I couldn't. I'm telling yeah. you guys right now, I had a problem. I could not, I did not pay attention. So when we start talking about NXT, guys, I've got to remain mute for the first uh, 30 minutes of it. What, you, you don't want to watch bootleg James Storm go over Dijakovic? I refuse to take my eyes off that television set with Kenny Omega yeah. and pa Pack. Yeah. Wow. It was good. It was really, 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 really good. Monumentally good. Like if this was on any other, like this was a pay-per-view, we would be talking about, I'm being dead serious, match of the year, top 10 match of the year candidate. I've been heavily critical of, at least out of the three of us, of Kenny Omega. I've said, I just, like, I know he's athletic, I but a lot of it I keep, I always go back to like, I just don't get him. I don't get it. This was the best, a, this was the best AEW Dynamite Kenny Omega showing by far, and it was very impressive. I mean, because the, he's in his wheelhouse wrestling. That they, when he's in the ring wrestling and doing his thing, he's fine. It's when they put him in these character moments that he's still figuring out who he is, right? Yeah. And um, but once he's in that ring and that bell rings, dude, he's on a different level. He's like, like, like I, the feeling I get when I watch AJ. My eyes do not want to leave watching him. Yeah, that spot, that that suplex spot that Pac gave him from the apron to the floor, just a straight whoa, back whoa, pump whoa. all over the floor. I mean, that was. And amazing. we could talk, we could be overly critical and say like, oh, there was no selling in this. Pac took a freaking power bomb off the top rope, um, popped up essentially on the cell to the opposite corner of the ring, and then was able to do an offensive maneuver to Pac um, by giving him like a hangman on the top turnbuckle. Like, okay, there's a lot of that that happened, but. 
that's the new style of wrestling. Whether you guys, you know, some people, old school wrestlers and uh, wrestling fans may not like that. They may want people to sell a little bit more. I used to be one of them, but there's something to it that I know we have a new context of how wrestling is going right now. And I thought this, this for me definitely was my money's worth. I love this match. It was great. I mean, it's the sort of thing I feel like you just, you got to watch this. This was, uh, this is what a quality match. This is what AEW is all about. This match was uh, on display. If you were ever, if you were AEW and you wanted somebody to do like a, you know, a Coke or Pepsi challenge, if you will, taste ours versus taste theirs. This is what you put out there. And ain't nothing WWE counter programming with that's going to get your eyes off of that, in my opinion. Yeah, it was really good. Uh, so in this match, Kenny Omega ended up winning two to one. Yeah, and you might it. think, man, well, wh- what's in store for Pac? I, I don't know, but it was more important for Omega to I know. wins and go over for me. Well, Sick of that guy losing. I'm telling you. So after this, they set it up. And I, I was excited watching Kenny versus Pac, but... Were you excited? Orange Cassidy, yeah, Orange you, Cassidy you, getting into it with Pac. What did you, you think of that? That's what I was going to ask you. Um, this is my main event. Saturday night. <laughs> yes. Sure, main event. This is oh, my main event. Pac, Pac versus Orange perfect. Cassidy. He's the perfect heel to all this. To make fun of it, to go, what the fuck is this? What are we doing? Because what fans don't get is Orange Cassidy can really go. Yeah. So he's going to be put in a predicament, finally, in which – He's going to do his little shtick. It ain't going to work. And then he's going to have to pull out all of his ranas and all the crazy shit he can do. And and, the, and, and Matt's exactly right. That's good. I mean, this that match might actually steal – well, might steal the pay-per-view because it's going to For be – um, And what's great about it is that, you know, Orange Cassidy can lose still and Pac, oh, yeah. can, Pac can win and Pac's yeah. got to win. But Orange Cassidy still, you know, all of a sudden started doing – because everyone's fan, okay. Because seventy five percent of that audience, their minds are going to be blown when yeah. they see him start hitting the ropes and doing all the shit that that guy can do that we've all seen him yeah. do, right? They're like, "Wait, he could do all that? Yeah. What the hell? Where's that been?" And then, therefore, if he loses, we're still going home happy, saying, "But did you see Orange Cassidy? Did you see what he was doing out there?" I mean, it's actually I'm surprised they're not putting that on free TV. I know people will buy pay per views, but I think that could main event an episode of Dynamite and. I think just I think that would draw ratings, but look, people are going to buy the pay per view for that. If you were on the fence for some reason, and it's hard to imagine listeners of this podcast are on the fence no. about AEW Dynamite Saturday, but if you were on the fence about dropping sixty bucks, like is look it 60 at bucks, is it sixty? Is fifty? Forty? What Raj, is it? I want. I demand to be able to write this off. <laughs> well, that's between you and your accountant, dude. Like, uh, you you don't write off uh, your. I demand you, Raj, to have to pay for this. That's what I mean. <laughs> That's what I did. Raj is going to set, like, set up a webcam from his TV at his house. You can like watch that on your computer. Raj is calling the cable provider in and Florida is calling the one in Pittsburgh. He's just buying it for all of us. We can go uh, on. Where is Raj? Is, I thought, is Raj not doing the show with us anymore? Raj only wants three of us on. So Raj is only coming on if one of the three of us can't make it. Oh. Okay, so he's not out whispering sweet nothings in right, uh, right back here. Well, no, he's doing that. He just, he's, <laughs> <assuming> <laughs> he's laying there going, Look at them, Ryback. They're working for me. I have full control of them. Yeah. And, they're paying, and they're paying 60 bucks for a pay per view. 
44 on BR Live, $50 on regular pay-per-view. I apologize. Uh, Thank you for clearing that. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the deal, man. Okay. So already Chris Jericho versus John Moxley, MJF versus Cody, Kenny Omega and Adam Page versus the Young Bucks, Jake Hager yeah. versus Dustin Rhodes, Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara, Nyla Rose versus Chris Statlander, and then you add Pac versus Orange Cassidy. Are like, you shitting me? Every single one of those matches, I am pun intended, all in. And then some. I am really excited about this pay-per-view. Like, nerd boy, fanboy, wrestling, nerd loser boy, ecstatic to watch this pay-per-view. This is like eight nights of Hanukkah and my birthday rolled into one. Dude, every match you just listed, like, seriously, was like... Eh, There could be another women's match. I would like another women's match. But aside from that, fantastic. Not to be forgotten, it'll be led into by Super Showdown from Saudi Arabia tomorrow. (laughs) As the lar- largest foreign church. <laughs> um, hey, really quick, where wh- what women's match would you like to see if you had your choice? I think they should give Britt Baker something to do since they've been building her. You know, I think that would be. I thought the Fatal Four Way tonight. Take I mean, time we'll get with into her. That. You don't need to put Britt in a match right now. They're they're getting so much accomplished with her just doing promos and commentary. She's she's getting over. Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't need to put you can you can wait until she gets back in for a big match. But right. I see what I, I, Rod, I see what Glenn's talking about though. Yeah, just like because you've got this captive audience, right? You've got this hot pay per view. Like, why don't we build up an independent women's storyline separate from the championship? And you could do that. Yes, you could do that without having to wrestle. If they've been doing with her, but that's just it. They've been doing that with her. Now let's yeah. get the other part of the story. All these stories are supposed to lead to these resolutions happening where instead of a wrestling ring during a wrestling match. Oh, there we go, uh, Buddy Barlow, Swole versus Britt. But Britt needs to eat her up. Yeah. Good. If wrestles, I need to see her just eat up whoever her opponent is and just brag about it and talk shit the whole time. Yeah. You There's know? a lot they could do. There's a lot they could do that could be really, really good. Uh, but that being said, uh, let's talk about the six-man tag. Taz on commentary uh, for quite a bit of tonight. It did good Sammy- tonight. Yeah, it was good. Um, it's different. Like, I'd forgotten kind of his rhythm, his flow. You know, yep. like hearing him. Uh, but yeah, it's it's very unique. Uh, Sammy Guevara, Santana, and Ortiz versus Luchasaurus, Jungle Boy, and Marco Stunt. No. Okay. Everything's A pluses here except for the last part. Last part. <laughs> Taz saying, you got to watch out for that Marco Stunt. He seems sketchy. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's Taz, though. Like I told you, I, his other go to is, yeah, uh, I think it's pretty cool. Or yeah. I think the move is, is pretty cool. Everything with him is usually it's pretty cool. I know, but what's the sketchiest thing you think Marco Stunt's ever done? I'm going to say like, uh, uh, so like sold oregano and said it was marijuana. I don't think he really thought it out. He just threw it out there. That's what Taz does. But Taz, I think Taz adds a lot to this team. I like him out there, and I know Jr. really likes him. Yeah, and I think yeah. that's going to help pull even more out of Jr. Even if that's possible. No, and I mean it's good to put Marco Stunt over to the extent that. He's fighting uh, perception, perhaps more than any other wrestler. Right. But Jurassic Express uh, got that win tonight. And uh, Darby yeah. Allen did show up, got a great pop um, with uh, distraction, uh, grabbing uh, the loaded sock away from Sammy Guevara. So, man, the hype for that is That real. match is going to be off the chain good. So good that match is going to be. And that moment, I mean, really almost overshadowed uh, this win with Jungle Boy hitting the Huracarana, getting the... Sammy? The I'm a huge Sammy mark. I, yeah. I, but I do think he is okay losing this match. Oh, cleanly, yeah. Cleanly to, uh, what's his name? 
to Darby, Darby Allen. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. It won't hurt him one bit because Sammy could get on the mic the next week and just be the dick that he is and get all of his heat back easily. He's one of those kind of heels. Yeah, and Darby's under – I think Darby's under 500 in a win-loss column. So He's he got to stop. Yeah. I'm telling you, every match should be a draw if they're going to have him lose. You know, just literally, I don't know, something. He doesn't have to win, but I think him losing is uh, ridiculous. This is a must-win, though, for him. Yeah. So we did have uh, the best friends with Orange Cassidy ringside versus the Butcher and the Blade with the Bunny out there. <sighs> best friends picking up a win. I'm trying. You know what it is? I think uh, the Bunny. I think Allie looks so like headline, right? I think that compared yeah, to the other two guys, she does. There's no if and buts about it. You're right. That's a great way to explain her. Yeah. yeah. The way she carries herself, she looks like she could be a top star in any women's division, so it's crazy that she's the valet. Do you remember Melina with Eminem? No, no. Melina, when, when she brought Eminem out to the ring, like they looked like a freaking main event act, all three of them combined. She added so much to them. and um, Oh, she did that entrance with her legs up on the apron? The whole nine. Yeah. I just the bunny, you know, Allie does that for the for these two guys. Could you imagine if they didn't have her? Oh, I mean, well, imagine best friends if they didn't have Orange Cassidy. True Same thing. True. Although Trent Beretta, I still think, is a potential semi-main event guy as a singles act. I really do. I think he is really good. He doesn't need Chucky Taylor, but whatever. Yeah. Uh so the best friends got that with uh uh, so yes, after that, um, man, I, the, the hyping up the, uh, the match against Pac saying Orange Cassidy is going to try <laughs> the crowd chanting. He's going to try. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like seriously, like this, this match, I would buy a pay-per-view just for this match. He's going to try. Yeah. I mean. I told you, Matt, when we were going down the Orange Cassidy rabbit hole after Double yeah. or Nothing. That was a deep hole we went down, but yeah. I, I paid like 20 bucks to watch the Evolve pay-per-view where Orange Cassidy wrestled Velveteen Dream. It was like, I just really wanted to see that match. Oh, my God. I don't think I've seen this. Because it's only available on an Evolve pay-per-view uh, that you have to buy. Uh, but that's the thing. He's he's just so good and so entertaining. This is going to be great. Um, and speaking of entertaining... I know we are very critical of AEW's women's division, but uh, yeah. Yuka Sakazaki versus Big Swole versus Sakara Shida versus Shauna tonight. Um, this was fantastic, this match. Shauna has been working for years. I told you guys before, like she's, she's, I've seen her so many times when I go overseas. I used to go overseas to work indies there every once in a while. She's a, was on like every show. Um, she's really good. I'm glad to see her getting her break. Yeah, Justin, what did you think of this? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'd say fantastic, but it was better than some of the other ones. I mean, you can still tell if you watch the, a lot of these. Some of these girls are still, you know, they're just they're 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 learning and growing in front of a live TV audience, which can be tough. But uh, overall, this was one of the better ones, especially when you have when you have four in there. That's the that, that, that's, and, that's and, and I can't help but do the comparison, and it's not fair, but it's reality that that other channel has a women's roster like we've never no we've literally never seen. And I will throw that out there to Ron SmackDown. We've yeah. never seen a women's roster like that NXT women's roster. It is the best it has ever been. Um, this tonight, here's what impressed me. I like the anime style. I like the style of fighting. And 
just as an observation on my Twitter feed, there are a lot of people that I follow that are not wrestling fans. I've never seen them tweet about wrestling. And they were tweeting about this match tonight. Something really? about this, yeah, it was like trans- the women's match. The women's match. I think if you were flipping channels, mm-hmm. this probably looked like the most interesting thing on TV I, at that time. I think what you're going to see, though, I think uh, ultimately, because now I also saw something Hurricane Helms wrote out there as well, that it's the most positive comment he's seen on his Twitter feed about wrestling in quite some time or some shit like that. And I noticed yeah. it on mine, too. So I think tonight was a very big night for wrestling viewership. I, I'm interested to see what these ratings will be. Yeah. Uh, but I thought this was really good. This is a step in the right direction in terms of if we're going to do one of these matches, let's get very different competitors with very different styles. And if they're not uh, going for a title, let's have them go do out there. Do you care and about all of them, Gwen? Let me be honest. Any of them do you personally care about? Are you invested in any of them individually? Or for you, is it, hey, it's women's wrestling. That's cool with me. I like Big Swole quite a bit. And because of you, I'm taking another look at Shanna and trying to get into uh, – you know, into her character. I think Yuka and uh, and Sheeta, um, I like their look. I think that it's colorful. I mean, their style of wrestling is not the one I'm most familiar with. So it mm-hmm. feels kind of, uh, how would I almost put it? I feel the same way about Joshi that I do about like anime. Like I can appreciate it when I see it, but I don't know enough about it. That I'm not going to sit here and stand over it and be like, you know, because I just, I'll admit that I am not the most qualified person to talk about that in depth, but so- I enjoy watching it. So that's that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah. So, but sometimes that's a good thing because yeah. you're not adept to watching it. You, you haven't watched it much, so therefore, do you find it entertaining? I found tonight very entertaining. But part of the reason why was because it had so many different styles going on. And one thing um, I'll say to this is like WWE, man, like a lot of the women don't have different styles of wrestling or character. It's it's and this is the reason why NXT is so awesome, Matt. It's like we talked about. It's the fighting game mentality. It's the superhero mentality. I don't want just everyone out there where it's like uh, they're the hottest women in professional wrestling. They all look like models. They're all glammed up and they're out there putting on, you know, different variations on the same match. I want it to be like a fighting game where everybody's got their own fighting style, their own very unique moves, their own very unique look. I want that in wrestling in general, but um, in women's wrestling, I think that really helps draw people into it and let you know that this is more about the characters and the performers rather than the idea that, you know, this isn't just uh, hot girls fighting one another. There are characters here. I think it really helps sell that. Yeah, definitely. And I like that with men's wrestling too. I love characters uh, in wrestling period. Styles. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the most generic thing is on any roster is when it just all looks like, you know, the the default create a wrestler from a video game. Um, but uh, with this match tonight, yeah. Uh, Very quick, who won? Shida. Hikaru Shida won this match. Um, and then this was overshadowed while everyone that was uh, hyping this and fawning over it on Twitter, Evil Uno and Grayson cut a promo ahead of their match with Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio, Scorpio Sky at AEW Revolution and telling Christopher Daniels he will find out he is now obsolete, which set the Twitter ablaze. Oh, did it. Speculation. Um, Very good trolling. Very good trolling on their part. So, Justin, hear me out on this. Matt Hardy's contract is up March 1st. (coughs) AEW Revolution is February 29th. 8 p.m. Eastern. Is there a scenario if, let's say, Matt Hardy was in Moscow 
or something that was just a few or London or something that was a few hours ahead where no. it was technically March first. No. He could beam in no. and cut a promo and announce his arrival in AEW. I uh, I know Jerry McDivitt, the WWE lawyer here. I don't think Jerry McDivitt will let that fly. <laughs> it's March first somewhere. Well, well, first of all, why can't the pay per view run over time? Why can't it run past four hours? Four hours would be long. They could do it, and that's not going to be the last match. I mean, Jericho versus Moxley is going on last. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. Um, And to point this out, when Moxley left, when Dean Ambrose left WWE, if you're not released, there's no non-compete period, correct? Your contract just simply expires. Correct. So March 1st, Matt Hardy. There's only a non-compete if they fire you, if they they terminate you prior to the end of the... Which is crazy. When you think about it, you didn't do anything wrong. They take your job away from you and then tell you, P.S., you can't go work for 90 days. Ooh, Kathy, 100929 pointing out full gear went to midnight. Sorry, I'm out. Continue. But if you quit, or sorry, you don't resign, you know, we're trying to desperately resign you, and you're telling us you we, that you don't want to be with us anymore, you're free to go wrestle where you want? Well, you served out the contract. Well, okay, so part of the reason why, Matt, is – and maybe you can negotiate this if you had a time machine and went back and didn't want the non-compete. They pay you for those 90 days. Like, they pay you to sit out that period. That's true. If you were like, you know what? We're good. We're even Steven, but I'm out now. Like, I don't know. Maybe someone can negotiate that. But that is true. They paid me really incredibly well, way way more than I'm worth um, for those. That's true. Yeah. It's true. Uh, Jonathan Alcantara with the super chat saying, big fan thoughts on Lance Archer signing with AEW. Good. Very good. They still don't have themselves a giant though. I love Lance. I'm happy for him, but he's six, five, six, six compared to everybody else. He'll be big, but he doesn't work like a typical giant or big man. They still don't have themselves a giant in this company. Well, based upon the style that they embrace that we kind of talked about with the Ironman match, I don't know if they want a guy who works like a giant. I mean, even Wardlow, who is a big, one of the bigger guys they've, they've, they've pumped. You know, we saw him doing shooting star presses. I mean, I don't know if they want a, a giant to do fee-fi-fo-fum. I didn't, I didn't think they had to do all that. When's the last time an actual giant came out to the ring and said fee-fi-fo-fum? Big show, big show, and big show. <laughs> Matt beat me to it. <laughs> Ah, good Lord. Um, so we had uh, the sit down with Kenny Omega and Adam Page and the Revolution Challengers, the Young Bucks, talking about the lead. This got very contentious. Hangman Page getting up because his uh, drink was empty. What did What did you think of this, Matt? How is this uh, drama sitting with you? Meh. Gets him on TV. He's charismatic. Um, at least it's something. Yeah, Justin, what are you thinking about where they're going? I mean, they're keeping this page thing going more and more. I mean, are you surprised they're taking it down this level of page has a drinking problem? I don't know if surprise is the word. I don't really so much care. <laughs> That's about where I don't, you know, doesn't really do it. I don't really feel one way or the other about it. You know? it's just like I'm whatever. torn. As someone who's had family and friends, you know, affected uh, by alcoholism and alcohol addiction, on one hand, I'm like, this is a little insensitive. But on the other hand, I do know that if you're still drinking out of a glass, your problem isn't that bad. So, uh, 
I too am a little torn. The, the other thing is that something, I mean, you really want to break down the dichotomy of it very quickly. It's something that, that it does happen in real life. People do get, yeah, they right. Do and here's, and here's, they're not and, mocking, they're not mocking it, they're not belittling it. Yeah. yeah and, here, and here's the thing I, I feel like, and glad not to be insensitive to anything you've experienced, I, no, I, no. I feel like. As wrestling fans, we like to use the movie explanation. Whenever, whenever, whenever people from the outside attack our pro wrestling and say, "Oh, it's the fake stuff," and then we we can, re- you like going to the movies? It's fake. It's predetermined. It's court, whatever. And so I feel like at the same point, you know, if we watch a movie and there's a character in a movie that's got a drinking problem or a drug problem or whatever, like we don't really draw like, "Oh, that's insensitive." You know, I know, like for some reason with wrestling, we we tend to say, "Oh." Samoa Joe shouldn't have done that storyline with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy's had actual real problems. Like we. I don't know. I, I feel like we have to make up our mind. Do we want to take the movie approach and say, "Look, it's all scripted. It's all separation of real life. Let's just not let's not be so sensitive to it." Or, or do we? Are we going to draw parallels that they're using a problem that Jeff Hardy, the man, actually once had? Or you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. We need to make up our minds with that. I don't, and I'm I, I don't get caught up on it. I'm not saying you're wrong for getting caught up on it, Glenn, but it just. No, and maybe Matt, you can speak to this. You've been very open about your struggles with addiction. Do you think it almost works better when it's someone who's actually been through it in that role? Because yeah. it's bringing a level of authenticity. Whereas, and maybe that's where it bugs me when it's someone playing drunk. Like I expect someone to try and grab a bottle from Paige's hand. And he's like, I don't have a problem, man. You've got the problem. It's a little yeah. after school. It special. is ABC after school special. I agree. That's what bugs me about it. It doesn't feel genuine. It, it, it doesn't, but, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm just such a big fan of him. I want to see him, you know, at least be doing something, and this is something, to get them in a ring and set up this tag match. Yeah. I mean, so the Bucks are going over Saturday night? and Definitely. Yeah. We shall see. Uh, they announced Lance Archer will debut on next week's show. Um, oh, and then the weigh-in. Jericho and Moxley. Tony Schiavone. Uh, announces Gary Michael Capetta will host the weigh-in. And, um, yeah, Jericho came out in matching tracksuits with the inner circle. Oh, I love that they're going all in on this. Um, Jericho went in, uh, was asked to weigh in first and uh, just tore into Capetta. It's no wonder WCW went out of business, called him a weird little man, uh, insisted the champion goes on last. Moxley weighed in at 234. Jericho took a sweet time. And uh, Moxley headbutted Jericho, busting him open. I mean, this was a lot of blood, even by AEW standards. I mean, not Dustin Rhodes, but uh, still pretty bloody for TV. Uh, the inner circle got into it. Dustin Rhodes came out, clotheslined Hager. Um, the Dippin' Dots got involved in the uh, in the uh, concession arena. Darby Allen ran in with the skateboard. I mean, man, like not to put too fine of a point, but Matt, think about how much shit we give the WWE when they do the locker room unloads and everybody right. comes out and gets in a brawl. I love that this was choreographed like in this, it reminded me of uh, the season finale of Cobra Kai where they had the massive fight scene, but it kept shifting between who was fighting and it was different people's turn. It wasn't just a bunch of guys out there throwing terrible looking punches in the high school when they're, yeah. 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 yeah that's actually really good. Now. Yeah. Like yeah, it was I cool. agree with you. It was very cool. I like this. Uh, Justin, what'd you think? Yeah, this is good. You know, at first, you know, it was a little slow the way in, and I and as as simultaneously you have Charlotte and Bianca going on. I was like, all right, I, I get that you're putting your the build to your title match on last on your go home. Yeah. But you know, Jericho started stalling. I was like, oh, like they, you know, what they got to do something here to salvage, and they did. You know, they started having the old fashioned, you know, just. Donnie Brook putting over, you know, Dustin and Jake's getting over, Sammy and, and Darby's getting over um, their match. So 
Yeah, I thought it was was uh, was well done. I thought, yeah. that. and I like the the real, you know, that 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 banner they had hanging from the rafters of Mox and Jericho's face. It looked like a UFC banner, and they made it feel like a a UFC or boxing weigh-in. Yeah, yeah. Jer- Jericho had his cornermen all in matching track suits. We had cameramen. We had ring girls. We had photographers. So I, I thought they, I thought, I thought when it was all done, when it was, uh, I was like, all right, they, that was the, that was a, a well done piece. Uh, all right, blabbermouth. Damian Cole for two dollars. Blabbermouth said, "Love the show, guys. Jericho has to win, right? Yes, Jericho does have to win. Why couldn't you just say you love the segment like I did and just leave it Why? at that? Because the people expect. I'm a man of the people. Oh, expect some explanation, Matt. <laughs> but yes, Jericho has to win, in my opinion. Yes. Um, here's my take on this, and it's interesting to see the chat room. I feel like we deal with this every week. We deal with this on Twitter. Matt, you're pretty unabashed and out there with, with your fandom of AEW. You're rooting for AEW. You, you are inclined to give AEW the the nod yep. because you were such a fan uh, over WWE. I, on the other hand, uh, go back and forth a little bit, and most of the time I mark out for NXT on this podcast more than I do AEW. Yes, you do. It, it, primarily because of the women's insanely talented division. Absolutely. So you guys have it even on this show. And um, I will say that tonight, AEW, this is maybe probably my favorite installment of AEW Dynamite. And they've had some really good ones. Wow. But I feel like to build up the pay-per-view, this this was just a perfect build. That last segment was so, so well done compared to the bullshit. Again, the locker room fake fights we've seen the WWE right. have. Um, I'm very excited about this. And I have been skeptical and critical of AEW today. And I think tonight they did so well. Whereas on the flip side, NXT really phoned it in so much so where I feel like they said, you know what? We're not going to win tonight. We're going to get some props in the main event. There'll be some pops. Most people are going to watch the recaps of this show. Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's hold our powder for uh, next week to start building towards Mania. But how do you know that they thought, like, how do you know they know that AEW is going to have this really strong show? Well, AEW has beaten them in the ratings most every week uh, during this battle that they've had. And it's the go-home before their, their first pay-per-view of the decade. AEW hasn't had a pay-per-view since November. There you um, go. Okay. And uh, how do I know they were giving it to them? Because NXT opened tonight with Dominic Dijakovic versus Cameron Grimes. That is not counter-programming. No, it's not. But they continue to say that they're staying the course with what they have been tended to book six months out, I believe, or something like that for NXT. Um but then again, I, I don't think that's necessarily true because they wouldn't have Bianca Belair in the situation that they've got her in. She got yeah. what they got. They threw her in there and sped, you know, fast forwarded her up into that main event upper echelon very quickly. Um, so I don't know. You're, I just know they got their asses kicked tonight. It was tough. I and mean, we saw Charlotte arrive. Now, if they'd really wanted to go head to head and call the shot, they could have put Bianca versus Charlotte on first, maybe had some interference and then pick it up in the main event. They could have done something hot there. They could have done something with Undisputed Era. They could have had that Velveteen Dream promo could have yep. come out. And That's uh, how it. yeah, but I'm sorry. So we've talked about this. Dijakovic is great, but uh, Cameron Grimes, I mean, I kid you not. I think, I don't remember if you said it or I said it, but I think it every time. I think bootleg James Storm every time I see that dude. Like, is anyone a Cameron Grimes fan? <laughs> if I was them, and obviously part of this is obviously hindsight 2020 having seen how the shows went out you know triple h and them can't 
know this when they're putting the format together. I would have put Charlotte versus Bianca up first to have it up against that Iron Man match. And I would have teased on social and teased the entire night. Finn Balor wants to know what's you know who's next for Finn Balor. And have him come out and cut that promo. It was a really good promo, and we'll get to it. And then, you know, like I, I would I would have gone some some route like that. Because I, I just feel like that would have, you know, again, that's high inside 2020. That's that's also us having got to see both shows. Triple H and NXT doesn't know what they're you know what AEW's yeah, format's gonna be, but that Iron Man match I feel like was announced. I feel like we knew that was opening the show. Oh, did was we it? opening the show? I feel like I knew before I turned it on that it was. Maybe they leaked on social, but if I, I were them, I would have said. Because I was very giddy that they opened up with that. I did not think they were opening and up. And so were the fans. A lot of the fans looked pretty surprised. Like that I was, was like, holy crap, they're going right to it. This is awesome. But yeah. that's all they really had tonight was Bianca versus Charlotte. I think they open I it. Agree. They do some attack angle to where I matches agree. doesn't happen. Then they move it to the end, and they give it some uh, some heat. So Damian Cole with the $10 Super Chat saying, Hager versus Dustin seals the show. What's okay. your match of Revolution? Quickly, before we dive into NXT, Matt, I mean, we know what mine is, but Matt, what's your, what's your match of the night of Revolution? Every one of them could be the show stealer. But I'm being serious because they're all, to me, a part matches that that you just listed them all did you see my yeah. face when you listed them all i know um i i'm gonna go with the tag justin mm. tag match i mean jericho moxley just goes the effort they put into the uh, story actually no cody mjf cody mjf oh see, see what i'm saying cody mjf there's so many good ones uh and then t smitty 3000 saying Bianca is the female Strowman got over organically, but WWE not capitalizing on it. She will end up in the Judy Bagwell pre-show Battle Royal at Mania. Um, <laughs> even if <laughs> she'd been attacked tonight at the top of the show, and it could have been by anyone. It doesn't even have to have been Rhea or Charlotte. It could have had her look stronger in her loss. She could have insisted on competing, and it could have set up a hot feud for her to jump off on. I don't know. I just feel like a wasted opportunity tonight. Um, I was looking forward this week, seriously, uh, Bianca versus Charlie. You heard me talk about it on Monday. Like such high hopes for that match. I hope that's not the end. Because we were hoping this was the like the the Iggy that they were going to be setting up a three way to Mania. Maybe yeah. it still has a weird way to happen. Who knows? It could. It could. And I'm sure it's the sort of thing where you know fans, if it's something you really want, expect. Yeah, I'm just going to say the same thing, guys. Go bonkers on this. Light up WWE message boards, chat rooms, phone calls. I don't know how you guys do it now. Somehow. <laughs> Go bonkers. Everybody call Stanford immediately right now. Send a telegram. It works. It Send works. a fax. Uh, Tina Miller with the Super Chat saying, AEW last week was better. I was there, maybe biased. There is something about actually being there. And AEW last week was very good as well. They're they're on a very good streak. And NXT, NXT has got to get it back next week. This thing with Rhea and Charlotte at Mania is a great opportunity for NXT. NXT has done so much right, especially with the women's division. And uh, Worlds Collide screwed them over. The Dusty screwed them over. Next week yeah. is their chance to start the real build towards Mania Weekend um, and get some of their uh, momentum back. But uh, so this match, Cameron Grimes won. And this this was a good match. I don't mean to like shit on Cameron Grimes uh, because of just his look. I mean, these guys can both wrestle. Uh, Damian Priest did a run in, took out Dijakovic's knee. Uh, Grimes got the win. I just feel like tonight, man, when you got the 30 minute Iron Man match with Pac and Omega, two of the best in their business. No, this, a, this, we're done with this segment. Yeah. This segment was good. It was what it was. I had no shot of beating the first segment for AEW. None. It is what it is. It's, yes. 
next. Yes. After that, uh, William Regal mm-hmm. was uh, there, and he talked about a series of qualifying matches will begin next week for the NXT Women's Division. The winner will go on to take over Tampa Bay to compete in a ladder match to crown a new number one contender. Okay, so the NXT Women's Championship is not going to be uh, it's going to be defended at WrestleMania with Charlotte and Rhea, but right. this ladder match for the number one contender is going to be what the stakes are at TakeOver. And uh, I like the idea of doing qualifying matches. That's, I think, this is, I think this is a great idea, and they have got the roster to do this. Yeah, that's that's the, that's them showing off, going, ha-ha, look at all the women we have over here. That's pretty much. <laughs> pretty Start much. with that tonight. We could headline with a freaking ladder match for a number one contendership match. That's how freaking stacked we are. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor came out and cut a promo. That camera angle when he was in the corner of the ring and doing the finger point and with the smoke and the Prince Balor and everything behind him tonight was so iconic, was so cool. Um, This promo, I thought, was similar to some of the stuff he's done before, but then when Imperium came out and then uh, the, uh, yeah, with the, the chance of Walter, I mean... Uh, Barthel and Fabian Archer, all of this tonight. Dude, Walter versus Finn Balor. That that's a matchup that could be that could make money. I'm being dead serious. Yeah. And I like how Walter didn't come out. I like how you didn't see Walter. I like how you just had his henchmen coming to bring a message, bring his regards, and saying you gotta wait and see when Walter's gonna show up. Yeah, I mean Walter and Finn, that could be something for an XT takeover Mania weekend. Um I that this was you know We've seen him versus Joe. This Finn works very well versus bigger guys. Yeah, and you know, and Finn is being kind of put back in the baby. You know, at least in this season, on the face side of the fence compared right. to Walter. But I'm I'm hoping he did it tonight. I'm hoping Finn still keeps a little bit of that heel edge in the promos. Me too, because that's what's done it for him. When he came to NXT, and he's been the heel and cutting the heel promos. That's been good. If he goes back to being the all shucks, no, no. Guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh. Zili versus Mia Yim tonight. So uh, there was a respectful handshake at the start of this match. And uh, it was interesting that uh, Dakota Kai came out with Raquel Gonzalez, took the mic, brought up what happened between her and Yim at War Games. Mm -hmm. Kai taunting uh, Mia Yim basically had uh, her distracted. So Lee took advantage of the distraction and rolled her up for the pin and the win. I think so. This is how stacked they are. This yeah. is D. You know, a huge Mia Yim. I'm friends with her. I love her to death. Happy for her. Very proud of her. With that said, they're so stacked that this is a D-level storyline. Like in the order of importance of that women's division. That's how stacked they are. Like seriously. This was this was well done. This was great. But yeah. like saying in their hierarchy, if you were to rank their women's, you know what I mean? This storyline is like fourth. Like that's someone I can't say it enough. They're so effing stacked. It's not even funny. I don't think we'll ever see this again. I'm being so sincere. Women's wrestling is getting very popular and I get that, but WWE has done an amazing job on NXT of getting them from all different parts of the, of the world, not just our country all around the world and making these overseas talents into stars. That's not easy to do. Yeah, how wild is that? I mean, I, I would have thought Zia, it takes until 2020. Zia Lee is the first Chinese superstar for them. Is it Zia or Z? We, I've been corrected on this before. I think it's Zia. 
Is it Zion? I've said Zion. People said I was wrong. Who cares what people say? That is true. Um, <laughs> so after that, uh, Gonzalez hit the ring and beat down Mia Yim. Dakota Kai watched and laughed. Now, we did get a backstage promo from Velveteen Dream addressing Roderick Strong, saying he's back. He wants it all. He wants William Regal to put Roderick Strong in a steel cage match with him next Wednesday. Now Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox is already going to be in a steel cage match for next week. Yeah. So, uh, man, next week's their chance to get it back. NXT. I'm like, very into the Tegan Knox storyline now. Yeah, it's great. Yes. Uh, Austin Theory versus Tommaso Ciampa. I don't see the big deal about this Austin Theory kid. What am I missing? I don't get it. When you find him, I feel like I'm missing out. And I don't know what I'm missing. Yeah, when you find out, pass it on to me. Um, it's just weird. I mean, I feel like um was he the one? Yeah, it's uh they've just got a lot of these guys that kind of look similar. They all have got this like sort of vague creative wrestler look. I mean Jordan Devlin's even a little guilty of this. Like with Austin Theory, I mean he's a good wrestler, but get some different gear, man. Like change up your your gimmick, your style, something. You know, and I'm surprised that that hasn't happened because NXT is usually really good at that, of a lot of these talents finding themselves quicker than at other places and other organizations and even other um, versus SmackDown and Raw, for example. Um, NXT's done a good job with that, you know. One of the cool things I continue to harp on the women's division is they're all different characters. They look different, they act different, and they have these different personalities that we all know. Right away, we get it, who they all are. With the guys, I don't get why they're not doing that. The NXT is usually really good at doing that. Yeah. Um, think of all the w, uh, TNA talents that came over there to NXT and had these completely different characters that worked, from Bobby Roode to, well, Joe was himself, let's just be honest. Um, but um, it's just, uh, I just think they've done a good, they've done a good job in the past, and I don't know what, what they're, I don't know if this is on the talent. You know what I mean? I have a feel, I don't want to put it on the talent if it's not the talent's fault. But the talent, by the same token, has got to have the balls to throw out some different ideas and try some things, try some new things, different things. I'm just going to put this out there, and maybe I'm completely wrong, but this is what it feels like to me. Five years ago, four years ago, three years ago, NXT on the male side, I mean, we had characters like Tyler Breeze, Finn Balor had the demon. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura had a very unique look. Bobby Roode had a very unique look. I feel like they're really loaded up with guys right now that are incredible wrestlers, but they just all look like a group of guys uh, waiting for the bus on their way home from a factory job. Yeah, it feels to me like the talent, except for obviously – what, the guy, what is wrong with me? The guy who just cut a promo earlier, my favorite guy. Velveteen Dream. Jesus, what is wrong with me? I'm getting old. Um, Velveteen. Um, other than him and obviously Finn and and, 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 and and others, I want to be fair, it seems like they're going through this phase of NXT where there's a lot, like you just said, Glenn, there's a lot of talents that are in this, like I don't want to say indie-rific phase, but yeah. like, yeah, kick pads, trunks, boots, and, and they oh. all, I don't know. So I take it back. Cameron Grimes, I think the vest and the hat are stupid, yes. but at least it's memorable. Different. It's different. I'll take it. It's something. Yeah, they've got that costume warehouse. We saw it on the last season of Tough Enough. Send the guys to the costume warehouse and let them try out some different gimmicks. Yeah, man. Something. I, I do hate the overabundance of kick pads in today's wrestler. Yes. Nathan Jones, my partner, wore kick pads. 
I'm going to go, Nathan, you don't throw kicks. What are you doing? <laughs> Maybe he plays halfback, you know, on a team during the day. He's wearing the cover of his skinny calves up. I was like, oh, there oh. you go. Oh, yeah. When, when, yeah, when you have the when you have the Dick Sporting Goods wrestling <laughs> shoes on with the kick pads over top of it, I just. <sighs> I like gimmicks. I want something. Characters. Yeah. That's why I watch this shit. Uh, or else I'd watch real sports. And even that, look at the fight the other night. Look at the, the boxing match the other night and all the, the hype and the entrances and everything there. It's like, come on, people want a little spectacle. Always. Every time, man. Uh, so Tommaso Ciampa won this match, and it was really there to set up Gargano rushing yeah. the ring to attack him afterwards. I'm still not a fan of Gargano being a heel. Yeah, this is... I, I've never seen him be a heel in his life, in his career. Um, yeah, know. he was, remember? He started to, remember? When? I thought he was, they had him be a heel before he uh, got called up to Raw, no? As a tag team with, with, with Ciampa? Wasn't oh, yeah. Were they? I thought they were kind of like in a weird little Wasn't Gargano alliance. like heel though by himself for a minute there? No, on NXT before he got the call. Maybe I'm wrong. Barely no, remember that. I, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm, but I'm on the same way. It's just kind of I'm trying to still get my get myself used to Johnny being a, as a heel. Uh, but but if there's any if there's any time and any attempt to make him a heel, it's in this story that is so deeply rich with Champa. Yeah, so, oh, right. yeah. If anyone's able to pull it out of him, it's this. This is a very yeah deep storyline. You're right. They got to add a layer to it though because we've seen this before. Uh, is this is this not the layer right with role reversals? You know where they could go, and I know again I crap on this the main roster, but I swear to God, if you got Candice LeRae involved in this, and uh, you did an angle where she was talking to Tommaso, like I don't know what's changing him, I don't know what's going on. Then Johnny thinks they're cheating, uh, right. that she's cheating. They're not. Like you could do something at least dynamic, and I'd be like, oh, this feels really personal. This feels like it's got high stakes. But they've got a rich history. This isn't quite like some of the other crap WWE has pulled. Yeah, no, they do, they do. I, I, yeah, it's crazy because Johnny. I, thank God this didn't happen when they first rolled out two hundred five live. Remember when they had like the the ropes becoming purple and interjected yeah. in Monday Night Raw? Yeah. Johnny was originally going to be one of the centerpieces of that two hundred five live, yeah. and then last minute, I think Triple H saved him and kept him with NXT. And thank God he didn't because you know, we saw everybody. I mean, can, does everybody remember the first 205 Live champion? Was it TJ Perkins? And like, like everything that that yeah. original 205 Live rollout was just everybody got just tampered with. TJP is a very good worker. Right. Yeah. But they all just they all just got tampered, though. It was just, it was, so I'm yeah. glad that Johnny got saved. Fun times with James saying uh, he was a heel in a match versus Ricochet and Nightmare Knee saying Gargano was a heel when he attacked Aleister Black. So he has done some heelish stuff before. There we go. Yes. Uh, so Bronson Reed. Oh, uh, Roderick Strong accepted. Uh, Terrible name. Terrible name. <sighs> Look out, Bronson. Bronson. It Look reminds out. Bronson's going to get you. I think of the guy that won tough enough. Uh, Josh <laughs> the Yeti. Bronson Pinchot. Uh, okay, first off, there's nothing wrong with that. It's like the old George Carlin. I don't though, think of tough. I don't think of scary. He's standing of- tall on the wings of his dreams, Matt. I don't think he will do the dance of joy. I'm it's like not the old by cousin Larry or the dance of joy. It's like the old George Collar bit about names, like soft names equals soft people. Taylor, Tyler, Flynn, Tucker. Yes. Tucker. <laughs> Hi, Todd. I'm Tucker. I, I'm in favor of any name that rhymes with a swear word. 
<laughs> this is the kid you play the name game on the school bus. Oh, you live for those moments. <laughs> where you can just banana fan a foe and then, yeah, F-bombs all over the place. <laughs> oh, those were good times. Do kids still do, do that? Justin, did they do that when you went on field trips as a kid? <laughs> like when you sing a, songs on the bus. When I went on a field trip 20 years ago? <laughs> I don't know. Matt knows what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes, yes. you're correct. Like, do kids still eat orange slices at halftime at youth soccer games? My daughter's five. Yes. And they talk, my daughter's five, and they talk about what they what they watch on their Disney Plus. On their, they all have iPads. That's that's where that's where we're at today. Interesting. So Bronson Reed versus Killian Dane. Uh, good looks. I mean, these guys. Okay, terrible name. Good looks. I think this match for you know two larger guys. Yeah. Going at it. Um, this was good. Uh, is there a storyline here that I missed out on, like, the week I, I was gone? I don't know. I'll be honest. I was watching AEW. Yeah. I walked I walked back in the room, and I had this, and NXT was on the TV, and I just caught a glimpse of Bronson out of the corner of my eye. I thought it was Brodus Clay. I thought they had brought Brodus <laughs> Clay back for a minute. Like, I was like, what happened here? He unfollowed me on Twitter the other day, so Funk is not on a roll. Why? What happened? I don't know. What I just, did you I, do, Glenn? I, not, I don't think – I'm just looking at my, I have this app. It's like shows who unfollowed you, and I'm like – Why do you have that app? Why bother? Good question. It's just going to make you hate? feel bad. It's going to make you feel bad. So why no, bother? Because here, here's what I hate more than anything on earth. Matt, you've seen this too. When somebody will uh, follow like a bunch of people on Twitter, and sometimes it's people you're a fan of, so you're like, oh, I'll follow them back, and they get a bunch of followers, and they're following people, and then they unfollow everyone because they're like, look how cool I am. I've got – 50,000 followers and I follow no one like that's why because I want to unfollow those people to punish them for trying to uh, fake their uh, celebrity and credibility. Glenn I'm going to unfollow you tomorrow I want to see if your app tells you so I don't I have to check it it doesn't automatically give me a notice Justin LaVar unfriended me because I get that and I would just be like oh my god what happened I thought we were buds like that would be terrible if I got a notice every time in real time anyhow uh Neither here nor there. Uh, Killian Dane won that match. Uh, let's talk about Forgotten Sons versus Grizzled Young Veterans. Let's not. <laughs> there was a USA chant. Are Forgotten Sons baby faces now? I don't know. Again, I'll be honest. This was hard to. I'm friends with one of them. You know, it's just tough to. It's just tough for me to watch. And I like Grizzled Young Vets actually. Hey, Terrible Tony. name. Hey, yeah. they're mean, but I think they're pretty damn good. But nonetheless, it was what it was. This was just a terrible show, guys. It was really tough. Uh, not big on storytelling. I'm telling you, next week is when they're going to give an F again and uh, put some effort into this thing. Is next is next Wednesday's NXT the last NXT before Elimination Chamber? I think it is. So if they are going to do anything with the women, it would be to that. We'll find out. Hey, Glenn, really quick, say who won the match. Killian, oh, uh, Grizzled Young Veterans, your favorite name. It's <sighs> such a terrible name. Man. Anyhow, after that, um, yeah, what are you going to do, folks? Uh, so <laughs> let's talk about, oh, uh, there was the, the cryptic teaser video, Killer Cross, question mark. Did you see that? Is that what it said? No, it, no, it was like... Um, Okay, so remember what happened on SmackDown? It was nothing like that. It was nothing like the SmackDown glitch thing right. uh, that we saw last week. But it did kind of look like the thing Killer Cross posted on Twitter. This video is like a countdown to Doomsday type thing. Yeah, I hope it is. I hope it's him. I hope he gets a great opportunity. Yes. 
and they need to keep the name Killer Cross. That is key. So, Charlotte Flair versus Bianca Belair. <sighs> Bianca's entrance, incredible. So over with the crowd. So. People glad to see Charlotte back at NXT. Welcome home, Chance. Chance, if you don't go here. So much hype for this match. <laughs> so much hype for this match. Um, I don't know what it is. I mean, okay, Matt, let me ask you this. Do you think that with these matches, and like we talked about, okay, she did get some offense with Rhea. She had that amazing sequence in the Royal Rumble match this year. Um, I just feel like in this, her offense wasn't, like they didn't give her enough to look dominant. Uh, it was surprising that she lasted as long as she did, given the way the match uh, had its flow to it. But I wanted to see them make her look more credible. And if she was going to lose, at least uh, give her some real, real fight tonight. I felt like this was just so odd stacked against her versus what I was expecting. You said it best. Yeah, it's it's a shame that but I, I'm, I'm honestly more, I was more upset with last time when she lost to Rhea. Yeah. I was a little more upset with that because again, like I said, they could have done this a very different way and still got to the three-way dance. So maybe, you know what, maybe the joke's on us and there will be this three-way and they go in the direction in which, you know, cause I've been very happy with this. Like I continue to say ad nauseum, the women's division and, and how they've been booking them as well. So, Maybe they need to have confidence that they see something that we don't see and how to get Bianca to the dance. They obviously see she's on fire. They can't miss that. That's one thing NXT's done a very good job of, I think, is catching lightning in a bottle and extending it, right? Especially with the women. So I'd like to think that there's something that we're just not seeing that somehow Bianca gets there to that three-way match at Mania. Here would be one way. That with Elimination Chamber coming up in March, yeah, uh, it's been teased that there's going to be three Chamber matches: one to decide who faces the Universal Champion, and then the other, and then two more for both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. Since Charlotte's already already spoken mm -hmm. for the NXT, what if Bianca Belair showed up on Raw or SmackDown and said, "Yep, bitches, I'm going to the Elimination Chamber." She wins one of the Chamber matches and says, "Forget this, I'm going." after the NXT title, too, and, and inserts herself in. I mean, it'd be a babyface heroic thing. It'd be stupid, logically, to go into a match that already has another challenger. But, I mean, that. I mean, it's not – the chamber's still there, so it's not out of the question that they could not – you know, they could put her into that. Okay. Yeah, as roundabout way as that is, I'll take that. Whatever gets her in. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, anything at this point, but they've got to give her, they've got to construct these matches to give her more time to shine. Because like you said, Matt, she's great in between the moves. I feel like though, I don't know, the, the, the rhythm is just a little off. Maybe, maybe I'm wanting something more. Uh, I'm also a little distracted here because the chat room is coming up with uh, some fantastic alternative names for Killer Cross. Zachary Showalters is suggesting Experience Cross. I don't get it. Onzo Smith is suggesting Boss Cross. Because they won't, because they won't be able to use killer. That thing. Yes. What is uh, it? Mark? Experience cross. I don't get it. Mark is suggesting innocent until proven guilty. Cross. Uh, These are not interesting names. Riddick Moss cross, uh, or just cross. No, it's got to be killer cross. Those were not interesting names, Glenn. They made me chuckle. 
I if still think Criss Cross is the way to go, if not Killer Cross. If he's not Killer Cross, it either needs to be just Cross or Kevin Cross. Yeah. Kevin, no, Kevin, Ke- no, wait, remember we just said about soft names? Yeah. Kevin I Cross? I agree. Kevin, now Kevin Owens, you got to remember what we first felt when we heard that name. You know, I didn't yeah. like it for him. I hated it for him. But then his name was Kevin Steen on the Indies, and it worked then too. But then I go back in time to when I first heard his name on the Indies. I had the same reaction. What like, if he's what if he's Kevin Killer Crow? And I'd be kicking okay, Never mind. Just just let's just go cross. You gotta do the the the, the test, the, the name up in lights main event uh, test. You know, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus the uh, you know the Matt Rock, Morgan, Rocky Maivia. You know. Uh, Triple H, you know, versus Batista, Animal Batista. You, you got to have these bringing names. Did you feel like more of a star when you were going by the blueprint, Matt Morgan, versus just Matt Morgan? Definitely. Yeah. Something about it, man. I never had a good nickname. I feel like I was missing out my entire life. Yeah, man. Struggle's real. Uh, anyhow, Justin, what about you? Do you have a nickname growing up professionally? Most people just refer to me by my last name, Labar. Good, good last name for that. Rubenstein, bit of a mouthful. Doesn't work so well. Anyhow, uh, so... I don't just set the bar. I am Labar. You so. got that. Uh, how how happy were you when that fell into your lap? <laughs> I was very happy when Sheamus and Cesaro cut a promo and did it on camera for my podcast, and they said he's not just bar. You know, it was great. It was like <laughs> printing money. It should Thank be you. your outgoing voicemail message. Do people still have those? <laughs> I haven't had an outgoing voicemail message in 15 years. Yeah. Uh, my, mine's a standard Verizon woman saying you've reached and then my number. Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, so after this match, Charlotte <laughs> went to get a chair and attacked Bianca Belair's ankle. We're still uh, reviewing the show. I thought we were done. <laughs> Ripley did her entire entrance in no hurry to come out there. Head no down hurry. to the ring. Flair tightened the hole before breaking it. Uh, and yeah, this was just a face-off. With them, stare down as NXT went off the air on the USA Network tonight. There you have it, folks. Well, we'll see what happens next week. Uh, oh, I like uh, Lacrosse, Donald Williams is suggesting. These are all terrible, but they tickle me for some stupid reason. Anyhow, uh, Matt. Stop tickling Glenn. Stop tickling Glenn. So tomorrow... Uh, we're going to have Super Showdown coverage. Uh, Matt will not be here. I will not be here. You will have Nick Hausman and Raj Geary on a weekday. Some of, us have, some of us have morals. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> yes. Uh you tonight, Raj. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, is there any news, anything else we should cover, Justin? Before yeah, we... two things real quick. Well, if you uh, have no morals and you're going to watch the Super Showdown <laughs> tomorrow in Saudi Arabia... You will likely be seeing The Undertaker because there has been photos spoiled by the Saudi Arabia uh, local tourism AJ. social of, of Taker has shown up. He's arrived with the W roster. So, yes, we would imagine that uh, this would be where we set AJ up. AJ was standing right behind him in that line. Where we set up the Taker-WrestleMania match. So uh, there's that. And the other news, um, so a lot of questions have been around Samoa Joe. So Samoa Joe, we thought that he was hurt. We had heard that he got hurt filming the commercial. Maybe this is all true. What we do know factually is WWE confirmed and put it out publicly uh, yesterday that Samoa Joe has been suspended for 30 days for failing the wellness policy. So in the um, 
in the up and in the up and down of Samoa Joe's WWE career, just really not being able to get like a ton of momentum. Here's another uh, another thirty Don't days. Throw that on him; he'll be fine. He'll come back better than ever. What, what I'm saying? No, dude. What I'm Matt, between between injuries and the lack of booking commitment, it just it, nothing has got to stick. Nothing has got to stick for him since he's been on Raw and SmackDown. That's my point I'm making. It just nothing's got to stick for the guy. It's unfortunate uh, because he is so damn talented on the mic and in the ring. Yeah. Let Lawler. Lawler doesn't want to be there doing Raw commentary. Lawler does not want to be there, and he does not like to kill the product. Let Joe take Lawler's spot. Joe did great on commentary. Let Joe fill the the the, the wrestler uh, heel color commentator spot. No, let Joe get his ass back in the ring and be a main event talent that he was destined to be. And this company well, they, needs to wake up and start treating him that way. Well, they okay, try so, that, but he get, but he gets injured, suspended, or something else every single time. It seems. How many injuries he's had? I, I mean, it, it, that's just. I mean, I'm just saying that it, it, he's a great performer, but it, nothing. Every time they try something, like one of the most shining spots has been him in a quick program with Brock Lesnar yeah. and, him doing, and him doing commentary impromptu for weeks where he sounded awesome. Joe was a great uh, addition on commentary. Dude, all I know is, and you said Brock Lesnar, right? I, I can't name any talent this year to stand in the ring face-to-face with Brock and actually be believable when he was dressing him down and talking shit to him. Go back and watch that promo where Roman was like standing in the corner and uh, Joe just tore into Brock and uh, it was incredibly believable. Yeah, I Matt. Let me ask you this: so, so if he's not going to be a main event talent, if he's at best going to be occasionally put in a program uh, to essentially lose and be the the menace, uh, you know, like he was with AJ Styles for him and his family. For him and his family, I hope he's able to do that injury free, continue to make amazing money for his family, and then when the time's right, then make that transition to the booth. But he's got too much in him still, and they've not. In my opinion, they're not really cashed in on him appropriately for what he's worth. Yeah. I uh, want to give a quick shout out. Kathy Hunter 929 in the chat is calling out that NXT, it has been announced, will be filmed at the Performance Center on March 11th. That is oh, the date. Full sale is uh, unavailable. It's fan appreciation night. So NXT from the Performance Center, that's going to be a. Uh, when, when, when is it? It's March Mar- so it's a week from next Wednesday, two weeks from tonight. Give me the date, though, March what? March 11th. Triple H teased that on the phone call. He said there's a week that they were going to not have a full sale. I, I mean, they did They did one other thing from full sale. They did, or uh, from... Do you know what time, time it's at? Uh, it, it's, it's NXT. So, 8 o'clock? I might go to this. Uh, yeah, 8 p.m. I'm putting this in my calendar. I'm going to... They did the half- connection, because if you're getting tickets from the public connection, I think they're going quick. Well, we'll see. They did the halftime thing there, right? They filmed the halftime last year. Yeah, it looks cool, but man, if you think that Full Sail looks a little low rent compared to an AEW arena, the Performance Center might, I don't know. No, I'm an elected official, so I pay for my ticket like everybody else does. Okay, so go to, what is it, NXT, uh, nxttickets.ticketforce.com. You think they'll be sold out already? I'm looking right now. Uh, it is sold out. What? Damn it! I want to take Jackson. That's probably wait. No wait. Could someone put you on a list and then you pay? Nah, can't even mess with that. Oh, that's unfortunate. Somebody hook Matt Morgan up with tickets, and but somebody sell him tickets so it's uh, on the up and up. No, because they're scalping me. (laughs) At face value, I don't. Matt, Matt, I'm not a government expert. 
I don't think you're going to get voted out of office if you pick up the phone and call your former employer employer and have a favor done to you. Oh, actually, but wait a second, Matt. Uh, these were these were free tickets, so they technically have no monetary value. Oh, they're free. Yeah, they, that's why they sold out so quick. They were free tickets. Ew, different ball game then. Okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, on that note, yep. uh, Morals Morgan over here is uh, will not be on tomorrow. Neither will I. And we'll be back Friday night to talk about SmackDown. Uh, and then Saturday night, me, Matt, and Raj Giri, if he can pry himself away from Ryback business, will be joining us. Saturday Ryback night. business. <laughs> Make it sound so dirty. But do you think do you, right now? Do you think they're sharing the same raft in the swimming pool right now? <laughs> no. <laughs> and if you want to ask, if do you, you want to ask, Raj Raj it, hang on. Do you think Raj is like tipping them over and like laughing at them, <laughs> and they're gonna do a splashing fight with each other? No. <laughs> yeah, I could do a whole episode on Raj's back. I really can't. <laughs> He's going to show up yeah, WrestleMania but... weekend. I'm hoping so. I can't. We have so much in common that I know. Crazy. We're both subscribers to Rest... the Secret Law of Attraction. We both love some serious Raj clownage. Um, what was that? Oh. WrestleMania. WrestleMania weekend. Oh, Friday, April, there it is. Friday, April third, from three to five p.m. at Rick's on the River in Tampa. Uh, make sure you come join all three of us. That you see here on the screen, plus Raj, plus Nick Hausman. Uh, it's gonna be a great time. There's gonna be drink and food specials. Uh, I've gotten the question. Yes, if you if you do have somebody under 21, you are able to come. That is, there is a kitchen and a restaurant portion of things, so you can bring somebody under 21. Obviously, they cannot drink, but uh, it is open to the public. Uh, Three to five p.m. Rick's on the River uh, on Friday, April third. Yeah, it's a restaurant, definitely. But I want I want to meet you. Some of you guys that have kids that watch wrestling as well, or watch the show even. You know, I want to meet them all. Want to take photos, say what's up, and then do our thing in front of you guys as well. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun, man. It's the reason why I'm going to WrestleMania this year. Don't get me wrong. In fact, because of the podcast, I mean, we were talking about this. We might get to pop our head in and see part of a show, but we got to, we got to get on the air afterwards. So the real reason we're, we're going, I mean, for Matt, it's only an hour away, but for me, I'm getting on a plane. I'm coming out there to uh, meet all of our uh, listeners and viewers here, you guys uh, are what makes this podcast. So until next time, folks, uh, he's at BP Matt Morgan. He's at just on the bar. I'm Macklin Rubenstein. Have a great night. We'll catch you back here next time on the wrestling Inc podcast. Take care.